2: This is Joy News Today with me, Mamie Sinyamiche Thompson. In the headlines, interdiction of three top police officers suspended. We'll pick some legal views on the development. And Que West Municipality records Africa's swine fever outbreak, with one farmer losing almost 600 pigs. We'll hear from veterinary officers in the municipality who are assuring of proper containment of the disease. Also, 8 million Ghanaians are illiterates that they cannot read nor write. That's according to the Ghana Statistical Service. How does that affect anything in Ghana's development? We'll hear from thoughts of the development experts. Details of these stories plus business in this edition. Please stay with us. The Ghana Police Service has suspended the interdiction of three officers who were captured in a leaked tape allegedly plotting the removal of the Inspector General of Police, which is now a subject of parliamentary probe. In a statement dated September 7, the police has... The... The police has indicated that the decision to suspend the interdiction, which was to make way for disciplinary proceedings in line with the police service regulations, was to ensure it does not affect the ongoing probe by Parliament. As such, the service noted that it would commence disciplinary proceedings into the officers' conduct. Upon the completion of the parliamentary probe, the three police officers were interdicted on Thursday, September 6, after a leaked tape emerged with the content suggesting a plot to oust the IGP, according to a former NPP Northern Regional Chairman, Bugri Nabu, who claims he recorded the conversation secretly. The officers are Director General of the Technical Department of the Service, COP Alex George Mensa, Superintendent George Lysander Asari, and Emmanuel Gibi. On Thursday, security analyst Adib Sani had said the interdiction of the police officers was ill-timed. Legal practitioner Kweku Pintil has been sharing some thoughts of the development.
3: He spoke on the AM show. Members of the police service... Whatever was going on has nothing to do with the police in the sense of whoever is trying to reach some understanding of events that because have happened. So that, that the whole yeah. inquiry has gone nothing to do with the police in that sense, notwithstanding mm-hmm. the fact that it involved police officers. So that's point number one. Mm-hmm. Point number two, the timing. Uh, typically, we do interdiction or interdiction occurs where. Prior to the commencement of proceedings or investigations into some disciplinary matters, it is determined that the continuing presence of the person whose activities have given rise to the investigation, his his, his continued presence of it may hamper or affect the investigation in some way, then the person may be required to stand aside for the period that the investigation is taking place, and not when the investigation has already started and midway. So that that is the unusual part of it. In other words, if they really intended to interdict them, even as part of the investigation that was being conducted by Parliament then it ought to have been done way before the investigation started. However, if you wait for the investigation to start and the people are midway I and mean, giving evidence and so forth and so on, then any conduct that seeks to give the public a different impression or picture of what is going on is an unnecessary interference in the work of parliament or that particular inquiry that was, that was being conducted. So that is what made the whole thing unusual and, in my view, unwarranted, having regard to the important part that even that inquiry itself had nothing to do with with a police service inquiry, under the police service act or under the police service regulations. Mm -hmm. So that that is why I thought what they did amounted to an interference with the important work of parliament.
2: The veterinary office for Queer West has confirmed the outbreak of Africa swine fever in the municipality. A local farmer there has lost almost 600 of his pigs, worth 2.2 million cedis, to the outbreak. According to the veterinary office, although the disease does impose threats to humans, it spreads rapidly. The affected farmer, Dr. Kwesi Owusu, is worried that the situation could erode the economic gains of farmers in the municipality if not quickly contained.
4: Recently we had some issues in our farms and after a test was carried out uh, in Accra, they find out that uh, swine uh, fever, African swine fever, this is the case that we have here. Um, Up to date we have over 530 uh, pigs and piglets that have already died. Now we have only 20 uh, uh, piglets left. In the farm now, I don't know what to do. All what I'm I'm trying to do is to wait until the uh, the system will be clear up. I think the doctors are have been coming here, the, uh, the vets are here, and the directors are here. So uh, we are waiting for them to tell us the way forward. Um, yes, I don't want to give up because you know I know that so many people have been going through such uh, uh, situation, but me, I you will know, continue. Only if I get some support from uh, various places, I know that will help me to continue the farm. Now, uh, when you look at the pig uh, uh, industry in in Ghana, we lack a lot of meat. So if I give up, it will be difficult. So I cannot give up. Uh, uh, um, The money right right now I can calculate that if I sell them uh, even each one, if I sell each one for even 3,000 or 2,500, I have lost more than 2.5 uh, 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 or 2.2 2 million Ghana cities.
2: The municipal veterinary director, Dr. Marcos, is advising farmers to report any symptoms for swift action.
5: Uh, we've recorded the uh, African swine fever outbreak okay. uh, on the 28th of August. So we are still on it. Um, in the district, uh, now we are at a couple of Farms and uh, we've lost more than 500 pigs to the outbreak. Okay. The farmers, we are advising all of them to be patient um, and do not uh, allow any new pig to come to your farm. Do not move your pigs. Um, do not sell the pigs within Co-West. Um, we, we are organizing uh, uh, seminars for the farmers, so we put them through all the do's and don'ts, but for now they should all calm down, the situation is under control. Consumers of pigs, yeah, the virus does not affect uh, human beings, so consumers of pigs are, are still, yeah, just that uh, the, the farms that are affected, you don't want uh, the, the pig meat to go outside due to the spread. Mm -hmm. It's not infectious to humans but it spreads so quickly, and when it gets to your farm, it will clear all your pigs within weeks. So we want to stop that economic loss, even though it's not zoonotic, We are looking out for the economic losses.
2: Municipal Agricultural Director of Kwewu West, Francis Dobache, says his office, in collaboration with farmers, will manage the outbreak to safeguard the livelihoods of pig farmers.
6: We recorded the case of the African swine fever in Quelle West. And in fact, it's a big blow to us, in the sense that um, our farmer, Dr. Akweswi has lost in excess of 500 pigs to this virus. Um, though it's not harmful, it's not zoonotic, it is something we need to manage in order to contain it. And also, he was a nominee... We shortlisted for the regional livestock best farmer for the 39th edition of the National Farmers Day. Uh, we we're only waiting for the inspection team to come around to conduct the inspection and this catastrophe struck. So in fact it's is a deep blow to us. Um, I want to advise all pig farmers within Queen West that if you have pigs, and you observe some unusual signs please approach the veterinary units of the department of outbreak. We also have our extension officers scattered all over. Please let them know so we contain the virus.
2: This is Joy News today. We'll be right back with more stories.
7: Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys boys at our usual fufu joint, but even without cash, we still they job better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, store and discover the smart way to
8: bank Echo Bank the Pan African Bank Yay!
6: Mom so kitty device contains 12 vitamins
9: yes 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need
10: so grow healthy and strong yes. and smart
9: absolutely
7: Kittyvite multivitamin tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kittivite multivitamin drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with Kittyvite, distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA.
2: Welcome back. Now, contractors have arrived at the Akrato Plaza on the motorway to commence remedial works on the damaged toll there. The GHA gave the assurance 24 hours ago that it is clearing three out of eight booths to enhance free flow of traffic and to avert further crashes on the stretch. Speaking to Join News Director of Safety and Environment at the Ghana Highways Authority, Joseph Achu Amejake, said the remedial works which will cost the taxpayers some one million cities will last for about two weeks
11: exactly twenty four hours ago the Ghana highways authority officials of the Ghana highways authority were here and gave us the assurance that today they would be here to commence their remedial works indeed we are here at the Accra toll booth and I have with me the uh, Director in charge of uh, Environment and Safety at the Ghana Highways Authority to tell us whether the work is actually starting today or not. All right, so we see you here today. Tell us, are we seeing work today? What are we supposed to see today here?
12: Yes, today, principally, we are here to introduce the contractor to the site, give him possession of the site, and to show him what he needs to do. So tomorrow, we will see the rail activity. We will start the rail works tomorrow. But by this afternoon they'll be mobilizing resources to the site for commencement of the works tomorrow. This particular contractor you, you've brought to the side, what is it coming to do? Yes, what we need most now is lighting, especially for the contractor who will be doing demolition works to work in the night. So principally they are streetlight com- uh, contractors. So they are here to install the street lighting facilities to enhance visibility at night and also to afford the contractor who will be doing the demolition works uh, visibility in the night to undertake his work. So we anticipate that within one week we should be able to fix the solar-powered street lights both at the Accra end and then the Therma end. And then once they are finished, then the main contractor will be doing the demolition will move in and then start his work. So we anticipate that uh, within one week plus at least we should get the work done for people to be able to use this facility in safety and efficiently. So we are looking at maximum two weeks? Two weeks. But so it could be less. It could be less. If, uh, if they are able to expedite the works, then uh, the contractor is going to do the main works. I think within two or three days, it should be able to demolish the concrete facilities and slash some part of the canopy. And then, uh,
11: so, the understanding is that we have two contractors that are coming to work on this project. One is coming to fix the uh, street light, and the other is coming to do the actual
12: demolition of the work. How much is it costing us to do all of this thing? Uh, just a little bit, over 1 million Ghana cities. And that takes care kind of uh, the 1 million, it uh, covers both the demolition works and the solar the street lighting. So, it's just a minor work. It's not a major work that we are doing, it's just a minor work. Okay, so beyond this work, after the two ways, what is the next plan for the motorway? The next plan is to also tackle the lightning along the rest of the motorway. And then also the design of the, uh, what do we call it, upgrading of the motorway from a two-lane.
1: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?
0: de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500 hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.
12: To acquire a three link track railway with interchanges at various points to facilitate interconnectivity. Uh-huh. So we think that this before the year ends we should be able to finish works so on maybe the, the design and then thereafter there will be procurement and then uh, once the contractor is procured then we see major activities in the course of next year. What is the immediate plan for the potholes? The potholes, I think plans are far advanced. Procurement measures have been initiated for selection of a competent contractor to come and fix the potholes. So I think before this month ends, we'll see some activity to address all the potholes and uh, make sure that we provide the road users with uh, a smooth and safe uh, road facility.
11: All right, so that is the Director of uh, Safety and Environment at the Ghana Highways Authority giving us those updates. We also have the contractor who is actually coming to commence the lighting work at this particular spot to share some uh, details with us. So we understand you are the contractor coming to work. Give us your name.
13: I'm Engineer Klenam from Preforce. All
11: right, so uh, what is the work? What are you actually coming to do here? Share with us.
13: Okay, so right now we want to understand... uh, Part of the usage of where our scope of work will fall. So uh, you can see, us from the beginning, we took some measurements. That is the emergency shoulder of the road, and right after the shoulder, we understand um, there will not be any utility there, so we can actually install our streetlights there. So uh, realistically, if, I will, uh, if we will start, where we will start work tomorrow but the installation team will be on site to mark out the pole positions.
11: So we see you are here, but we don't see any um, uh, vehicle that or equipment that you are coming to work with. Why why so?
13: Yes, like I was saying, we want to understand uh, what the client wants. And we also advise in addition. So uh, from the beginning, we took the measurement, like I said, so we will then install our pole right after the shoulder, like I was saying so uh that is why we are not here with any equipment now now we are now going to our drawing board our installation team will be on site to mark out again tomorrow they will be on site to start excavation do we know how
11: much the lighting aspect is going to cost the taxpayer
13: well for now the works department is is what is is the team working on on the cost uh of that, that particular aspect We.
2: 8 million Ghanaians are illiterates. In other words, they cannot read nor write. That's according to the Ghana Statistical Service. 14% of this number live in the northern region. As the world marks World Literacy Day today, we ask how the Ghanaians or the Ghanaian situation affect development in general. We'll share with you the thoughts of development experts shortly, but first, here's some statistical information on illiteracy generally in Ghana. And the Statistical Service is reporting 8 million Ghanaians are illiterates, meaning they cannot read nor write in any language. Out of these figures, one in four persons is an illiterate. Now, 10% of these illiterates are concentrated in nine districts in the country, Tamale Metropolitan Assembly, Nanumba North, as a Municipal, East Manprusi Municipal, Sanerugo Municipal, Gushagu Municipal, West Mamprusi Municipal, Central Gunja, Ketu South Municipal, and Boko West. Nine out of the 16 regions in Ghana had at least one district with more than half of its population being illiterates. Now, illiteracy not only limits the full development of individuals and their participation in society, but also has repercussions throughout life, affecting a person's family environment, restricting access to the benefits of development and hindering the enjoyment of other human rights. And the analysis goes on that the impact of illiteracy can be divided into the following categories, that's health, education, economics, and social integration and cohesion, illiteracy among adults increases present and future socio-economic vulnerability, and is a significant factor in the reproduction of such vulnerability through children. And Nicholas Isaka Bana, who is a development expert, says the socio-economic impact on the individual is vast.
8: Education for health, for education and for even the participation of such individuals in in economic activity. And let me just share some experience from from real on the ground work when it comes to development matters. So I have done some work in the past working with farmers, especially in northern Ghana. And there have been times when you are disseminating best farming practices, essentially to help them improve their yields. But then the reality is this. I mean, there are some of the practices that you go and you don't even have a local language version. For, for the word you want to use. Invariably, maybe during training sessions, you may have pictorials just to ensure that the message is sent down there. So naturally, if you have anybody who has not got that literacy, then that really limits that person's participation in, in economic activity. And generally, when we talk about literacy, there are three elements. There's a reading, there's a writing, and then arithmetic, very important. Addition, modification, subtraction. So once again, from my experience, you are working with people. They could be traders, they could be farmers. They don't know how to count money. Uh, How do they actively participate in economic activity? That becomes a major limitation. Then you add the new dimension of digital literacy using mobile money and all these things, which now is very, very essential for financial inclusion. So test a major issue. Those are the implications. What then it means is that for those people who are at the bottom of the literacy level, then essentially their quality of lives automatically will not be as much, all other things equal, than those who are fairly well literate. That is the implication.
2: But what can be done to close the gap? Kofi is Executive Director of Africa Education, Watch, He joins us via phone with more. Mr. Asari, we're grateful for your time here. But with the distribution of illiteracy with fourteen percent in the northern region, how does this impact generally on development, especially in the region and the country as a whole?
14: Well there's sufficient evidence to appreciate that there's a correlation between one's level of illiteracy and their socio economic status. So if you have seven point nine million Ghanaians, aged about six who cannot read or write or understand any language at all, including local language, then it means that people are disconnected from a lot of opportunities that have a bearing on their socioeconomic um, life life And so it makes it important that um, we focus on literacy enhancement if we want to promote you know, um, 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 poverty education, if you want to facilitate and promote digital financial inclusion in, in, in this digital, digital world, obviously you, you cannot participate if you are not manager, So we need to do more in, in promoting this. I see I an opportunity in technology. And I think it is time for our countries, including Ghana, to leverage on uh, mobile phone, prediction, the internet, prediction, and technology and inclusion, and then deploy um, uh, adult literacy and, and, and generally, I mean, school-based literacy programs within the population, so that we can enhance uh, the ability of people to read really and write, not only in, but also our local uh, local driver.
2: Well, are there any existing strategies or programs in Ghana aimed at addressing illiteracy? Yes,
14: there are. But within the school environment, if you, even if you reach the context within which IMS program is supporting the program has teaching that uh, literacy standards okay, are low at the primary level, okay, and, and recommend that government increase the investment in primary education and improve the quality of student learning. And so anytime government procures textbooks, anytime government deploys teachers to schools, all these are strategies to enhance the quality of literacy in our schools beyond the formal education system. Also, we government has adult and functional literacy programs to deploy, you know, through the complementary education agencies and other agencies responsible for delivering uh, adult and personal literacy. We used to call it non-formal education. And so there are uh, agencies, both within government and outside government that are, you know, propagating literacy, developing developing you know, in various languages. Yesterday, I attended a program at the Center for uh, Center for Democratic Development, where uh, the the fundamental rights in the constitution have been translated into trees, and the document was launched yesterday. Okay, so there are so many initiatives both by state actors and non-state actors, you know, to, to promote literacy, not only in English, but then in all, in also in Indian languages. But students will have to take key interest in such interventions and participate actively so that they will value and receive the benefit of knowing how to read, write and understand their own language and also in English.
2: Right, and before you go, what role can NGOs and civil society organizations also play to help reduce the impact of this problem that we have at hand?
14: You know, NGOs are more designed to deliver, to, I mean, to administer literacy enhancement programs than government. Because NGOs are built as grassroots, I mean, grassroots organizations. That are closer to the people, they are at the community level and they are more community centered compared to government agencies that you will find in the social capital at best. And so, um, NGOs will have to invest more of that well, into functional adults and also school based literacy enhancement programs. You know, by collaborating with government, you not know, the government agencies. Including the comprehensive education agency, formerly called the non-formal education agency. Not all, 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 all these agencies have significant presence at the community level. And so such partnerships are ah, very, very relevant. Very and that is why the government, to their comprehensive education agency under the General Education Outcome Project. Um, Aid-supported NGOs like School for Life, that are here to support the <laughs> young and and, and then the propagation sort of foundational um, a among out of school in the northern part of the country and other aspects, And so a lot more of that collaboration will have to be promoted and prioritized if we want to see a reduction in the 7.9 million Ghanaians, Ghanaians above who are illiterate in English and also in all local languages.
2: Grateful for your time here, Mr. Kofi Asari, Executive Director of Africa Education Watch. Now, some parents are raising red flags over the dangers posed by stalled 12-unit classroom block project to their children at St. Augustine Basic School in Nungwa. Due to limited space at the school with a population of 500, junior high school students are being accommodated on a Presbyterian school compound elsewhere. A vehicle recently knocked down two of the school children crossing the busy Akran nunga road in search of a toilet facility. Tema correspondent Kwame Yanka has the rest of the story.
10: The St. Augustine Basic School 12-Unit Classroom Block Project in Nungwa started about eight years ago under the then Lejokuku Kroo Assembly to replace the existing structure at the time over safety concerns as well as growing population. However, due to splits of Lejokuku Crow War municipality into Lejokuku and Crowwall municipalities around 2018, it says to have affected the pace of the project. Dina High School students of the school are accommodated at the Presbyterian School compound at Nungwa Mami. Past students and parents, Sandra Otu in an interview with Joy News, shares how she is alarmed anytime time the child leaves home for school.
2: He's currently here, but he has to cross the road to the others place because now the JHS are sharing with the the Presby School. It's not safe because last time he came home and to give us complaint about his two mates being knocked down by by a vehicle because
15: of the um, they have to leave here.
1: Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes. Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
0: Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad, ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura.
2: To the other side. And coming here today, I'm sad. Because when I was here we, we, we have access to the toilet facilities and all that. Some
10: pupils are pleading with authorities that be to do their needful.
2: The school have no toilets. We have no toilet Either when the teacher is teaching, we lose the teaching. We can't sit down and learn, so we need to go out and uh, poop. The time we will come back, the lesson is over. Our school is not completed. We beg him to come and complete our school for us. When we are in school, others have run into so they need to go out to the washing. And something can happen to them anyway. While the teacher is teaching, then we students, we are going out to visit the washing. It's a problem which we are facing in this school.
10: School Management Committee Chair Paul Odum says the pupils are exposed to danger, due to the uncompleted project. They will be moving to the other side because the facility is here
6: and that is Nungwa Mami. That's where the school is. And uh, because of this balustrade, we can't accommodate the p 6 kids here. But well, it will be very risky to leave this uh, balustrade here, if you can see them here. You can't leave the open space like this for these kids, And we don't want any risk or accident. And Presby too, they also need their building. So that's the reason why we want to maintain the case here as we are entering into
10: the next academic year. Assembly Member for Nkbal Electoral Area, Labaran Abdullahi Osman, who doubles as the Social Services Committee Chair at Crowwall Municipal Assembly, says several steps have been taken for the completion of the building. Tracy-
2: Well, at the Ghana Immigration Service, Nive Sector Command in the Volta region have intercepted 80 slabs of substances suspected to be Indian hemp. The substance was intercepted at Atikbi, which borders Togo and the whole municipality. The slabs were concealed in sacks. Ivy Satoji has the rest of the
16: story. The Nive Sector Command of the Ghana Immigration Service has intercepted about 80 bags of suspected India hemp containing 80 parcels kept in a tipui in the whole municipal of the Voto region after a tip-off. The Nivet Sector Commander, ACI Al-Haji, Akaria, in an interview with Joy News narrated where the parcels of
17: India hemp were kept. Who acted based on intel, We had an intel that uh, the the goose, uh, suspected to be Indian ham, were lodged at a particular place at Atike near the clinic. So we quickly mobilized our men, did it with Ghana Revenue Authority, that is Customs Division, and deployed them to the area. We got there, secured the grounds, and went searching and actually got the goose that were kept in two separate rooms so what we did was to immediately convey the goods to the border for safekeeping and that is what we have actually done
16: aci alhaji Haji Abdullah called for collaboration between the public and immigration in order to calm down the
17: menace collaboration we need their collaboration this is a national security issue uh drug peddling is a serious crime and will need collaboration of the citizen so that we'll be able to arrest the perpetrators of this crime and also we'd we'll like to plead with them when they get the information they should be ready to share it with us and this could save our society, our children.
16: The acting involves a regional commander, assistant commissioner of immigration, ACI Noah. Ahomka Yebua, who also used the opportunity to tour other sectors of immigration in the region, commended the men at Nive for the good job done over the past years and urged them to do more. What I would say
8: is that the men have done a human's job, and this area or this sector, the Nive sector, which goes through Shiantikwi and Odukope and others, they have consistently performed in terms of intersections. Mm-hmm. If you look at their records from 2021, mm-hmm. there have been series of intersections involving court, But this is the, the largest of it all.
2: I will be right back with more stories from business.
8: That's true.
16: It can store a lot of water. That's
8: so true.
16: Wow. It has a working and It. Mm-hmm.
8: That's so true.
16: I can see S, I, N, T, E, and syntax.
8: That is so true, my daughter.
16: Well, it's further into spoiler.
8: That's not true.
16: But why?
17: Hey.
13: <laughs> Syntax was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntax again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntax gives you the biggest warranty, 7 years. No matter your water needs, Syntax is the answer. Syntax tank.
7: Are you strong? Are you tough? Welcome to Tema, the industrial gem of Ghana. Attention, all dreamers, investors, and home seekers. Mark your calendar for the next clinic of the EcoBank Join Us Habitat Fair. Imagine waking up to stunning waterfront views, basking in the warm sun, and embracing the comfort of a home perfectly tailored to your needs. Discover a range of housing options that cater to every budget and lifestyle. From sleek contemporary designs to elegant traditional architecture, the EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair has it all. But wait, there's more. This fair isn't just about buying a home. It's also about enhancing the spaces we live in. Get financial solutions to acquire furniture for that beautiful home, electronic devices, and more. Our dedicated team of real estate experts and banking partners are here to guide you every step of the way, making your journey to home ownership smooth and stress-free. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to make your dreams come true. Join us at the term edition of the Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair, where possibilities are limitless.
12: The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair 2023 is powered by the Planned City Extension Project from Citizen Habitats and sponsored by...
18: Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to Business. My name is Daryl Kwao, Chief Executive Officer of the Driver and Vehicle License and Authority, DVLA Kwesi Siajimambuzia, says the office is reaping from its sustained operational cleanup of revenue leakages and efficiency in operations. He says the authority is currently leveraging digitization to increase efficiency and revenue. He was speaking at a sword-cutting ceremony for the construction of a new office complex at Dunkwa onofeng as part of... the. Uh, DVLA's Transformation Agenda. The last six years, the perceived,
7: most corrupt public institution has become best in administration and reforms, winning over 65 national awards in that period. In the last six years, under the guidance and leadership of one of your very own, from Dangera the Minister for Transport, Honourable Ruku Ufuria and under his leadership, DVLA management has morphed. The was described as Majorca Service Institution to be the best state enterprise and customer service provision in 2021.
15: The office construction is scheduled for completion and commissioning in a year's time. Deputy Minister of Transport Al-Hassan Tampuli is excited at the new project.
13: Even more importantly, is the fact that you are not just going to get an office, but you are going to receive one of the best experiences in the world, as far as the services of DVLA is concerned. Communities or constituencies around this area, I believe not less than 20 municipalities and district assemblies would have to be relying on you. But what is going to attract them more is the quality of service that you'll be giving. So I don't need to go to Cape Coast, I don't need to go to Kumasi if I know
12: that when I come here, I'm going to get the best of service delivery.
15: Motorists in the area are hopeful the new facility will ease access to services at the DVLA. Muruddin Idris is local chairman of the GPRTU.
18: In fact, we were having it very difficult when you get a car to go and license, you have to travel some. Sometimes I had to avoid you or Kumasi. Or- ...before you could register a vehicle. So it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, my brother. So this office is going to help us a lot. Most of us here and then the neighboring district and then uh, coincidences close to us here. For Joy News,
15: Mona Lisa Frimpon reporting.
18: To get the impact of climate change on human health in various ways. The Coastal Community Resilience to Climate and diarrheal Projects says it is poised to build resilience and improve diarrhea management in coastal communities. According to research fellow at the Noguchi Memorial Institute, Professor George Ama, this is key to improve knowledge on community-based diarrheal management and response to climate hazards. He spoke to Joy Business at the annual steering committee meeting.
19: That community resilience to climate and diarrhea project aims to generate long-term data series to model the interactions between climatic, hydrological, environmental, institutional, and social cultural determinants of diarrhea. Professor Amas said this will aid in assessing climatic a non-climatic determinant of diarrheal disease in coastal communities in Ghana and understand how they impact on diarrhoea transmission.
17: Uh, diarrhoea is one of the major challenges in our uh, in our communities, in our countries. Uh, it affects both children and also affects adults. Uh, the the uh, different pathways if we people come down with diarrhoea, different pathogens that also involve uh, diarrhoea. And so what we're trying to do is to understand using the uh, coastal population for so that. Why do you need the coastal population? Because these are the people who are being really affected with the climate change that is going on. Right? And understanding the, uh, the pathway will help us to put in intervention programs that will help in ameliorating this issue of diarrhea disease in the communities. Project co-lead Dr.
19: Peter Sorensen explained the rationale behind the collaboration, indicating that it aids in understanding the transmission pathways of diarrhea and coastal communities.
11: Uh, I am uh, collaborating uh, with the University of Ghana because they are very high-skilled researchers, Actually, so we can make a kind of equal collaboration. It, it is very um, exp- inspiring to have a project uh, and then come here and then participate in the, in the discussions and be close to the fieldwork that is uh, undergoing here, uh, and um, also the inter- intercultural aspects, is, uh, because researchers are cross-culture. On the other hand, there are some cultural issues when you are coming from Scandinavian and then collaborate with the institute
19: here, so uh, it's very inspiring. And The study will focus on communities found along the eastern and central coastline of the country, which are the most vulnerable to sea level rise and flooding incidents.
18: More business news on the marketplace at the top of the hour. The news continues after this break.
17: Hello there. To provide timely information and to explain educational reforms and to discuss school models and interventions, the Ministry of Education, in partnership with the Teacher Education Journal, presents to you the first ever education TV talk show, The Edu Talk Show. The Edu Talk Show keeps you informed and updated on trends in the world of education. The
13: Ghanaian teacher is so versatile. Provide him the opportunity is the peloton bike even worth it isn't it just a bike
0: uh just a bike with low impact rides for chill people to chill with with five and ten minute cooldowns for cool people to be cool with and scenic rides for vibey people to vibe with it's just a bike with a 30-day home trial so you can see if you're any one of those people try a peloton bike or bike plus at home for 30 days and if it's not for you return it for a full refund first-time bike and bike plus purchasers only one trial per household upfront payment required full terms at onepelotoncom slash home dash trial
1: Welcome
2: back. Let's do some world news now. Eight-
1: Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket?
0: La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCAUS LLC. The
2: Ugandan Church has set the Guinness World Record for the longest applause after its members clapped non-stop for more than three hours. The congregation clapped for a total of three hours and 16 minutes, maintaining an average sound level of 88.5 decibels. For the attempt to be valid, they had to remain above 80 decibels for the entire duration, the Guinness World Records said in a statement. Dabbed Clap for Jesus, the event at a hole in the Ugandan capital Kampala was organized on 30th July by the Funero Ministries Church in celebration of its ninth anniversary. Grace Lubega, the church's leader, told the Guinness World Workers that the event aimed at uniting people in Thanksgiving and celebration. The 926 participants were required to clap continuously and stewards ejected those who paused. The event was live-streamed and monitored by the Guinness World Record for Uganda. Islamist militants have attacked a riverboat in Northeastern Mali, killing at least 49 civilians, the interim government has said. They also reportedly attacked an army camp, killing 15 soldiers, while around 50 militants are said to have died. The government has declared three days of national mourning. The Islamic threat has been growing despite claims by the military that Russian Wagner group are turning the tide of their campaign. The northern city of Timbuktu has been under blockade since the end of last month, and there have been several other recent attacks on transport. That's all for World News Show. This is Next with Becky.
20: I know if you struggle to shine your time comes surely you go shine Hello. Like I know if you survive i I'm not from a I'm, no I'm not from I'm not from the big big thing so it would be very hard for what you do? to penetrate like that you know promo why some people who are half my people like somebody like that you present me this know. Right. But I don't to I just do my music put it on like that <laughs> It was not easy for me. Big shout out to my people. They right. made me a superstar. They made me feel like now I'm somebody. That is why alone gave me enough energy to expect me in them. Big I work on myself. You know, if I never work on myself. I don't think they'll be there saying, oh, this and this. Mm, I respect right. a lot. That's number one. Family is everything. Love is everything. yeah, I can I have to I'm very well, I think I'm just one. I'm doing I'm not copying anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Kaja, a you get level pass over Adidas, Adibas, Adibas, Nike, Nika, Nike,
9: Good afternoon, welcome to Showbiz here on Joy. New Zealand, our musician Sefa has announced a new music is in the works. According to the ECHO hit maker, uh, she has a collaboration with legendary Freddie Mewe soon to be released this month.
15: And actually I traveled, I go back not so long ago. Like I was playing private shows But now I'm about to release my best single of the year okay. It's titled Vibrations featuring Mewei, way okay. It's here, exclusive on Joy Prime Enjoy you <laughs> Enjoy oh you God, Look at me, I don't even know what to say
2: Vibrations Yeah, yeah. What, what inspired the
15: uh, whole Vibrations? So you know where we're up. We used to listen to this song, Zo Plaza to do something with our song. But thankfully for me and my God and my team and everybody that's supporting me, I was able to get the legendary original artist on the yes song.
11: Me. Yes, that's on the main song.
15: My label is gonna be mad because I told you about your my girl, so no problem. I'm gonna tell you this we got the screen. Yes. We got Yes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so when are you releasing really it? Do we have a date?
2: I know that it's yes. this year. Definitely. End of the
9: now, after winning big at the headies recently, Ghanaian musician Black Sharif is up for another nomination. The musician has been nominated in the Best International Flow category at the 2023 BT Hip Hop Awards. Black Sharif was nominated alongside acts from uh, the world, inclu- including the late AK from South Africa, Centra C from UK, Gazo from France, J House from the UKKO from South Africa, Major RD from Brazil, Niho from France, uh, Sampa, the Great, from Zambia, and Tasha and Tracy from Brazil. Wendy Shay has advised creatives to get spiritual backing to be able to excel in the industry. According to her, talent is not enough. It takes faith in one's object of worship to complement their hard work.
15: Twisted, but every artist you see on top is never doing what they're doing carnally. I go by the mantra, work hard and have faith. Hard work goes hand in hand with faith. So after working hard, going to the studio, recording songs, doing whatever you do, you should also seek for spiritual backups. None of us do what we do carnally. It's either you are in the light or you are in the darkness. That is what a lot of musicians or the underground musicians don't know. It's either you believe in God or Jesus Christ or whatever you believe in to, to order your steps for you. I mean, if you do with your natural strength, you will, get, um, you will get tired and then you will get discouraged. But then if you believe and have faith in whatever you have faith in, you, your God will order your steps for you and you should be able to rely on the wisdom of God to really order your steps for you.
9: On that note, we end Showbiz here on Joy News. Today us more Showbiz news in our subsequent bulletins. My name is Becky. Good afternoon to you. I'm easy
2: And thank you, Becky, for Showbiz. You also have sports and business. And that's it from us here on Joy News today. There's more news on myjoyonline.com.